Guys, it's uh, another episode of Video Vampires. This is Mickey. And Jessica. Jess, uh, what'd you watch recently? Okay, so I saw <laughs> I saw Annihilation, <laughs> um, which is Alex Garland's yeah. um, new film, who did like Ex Machina or Ex Machina or Ex Machina. I've, I've heard other I've heard people pronounce it either way, and I'm like, damn, I don't know which one it is, but Anyway, this is his film, Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson and Jennifer Jason Leigh. And, yeah. Um, it's great. The cast is great. Um, it's for it's funny because for a while I was, like, sitting through the first half and I was like, is this the movie that everyone keeps talking about? Like, I'm not sure. And then we get to the last half and I was like, okay, the visual effects are beautiful and, like, the score is really good and it, I really liked it. I kind of want to see it again because cool. I saw it on my home computer. I want to see it, like, in a big theater, you know, with the sound and everything. But Absolutely, yeah. And then I watched Wind River with Jeremy Renner. Oh, is that the where he's and a detective? The, or? Yeah, well, okay. sort of. He's like a, like, wildlife. Like, is there a detective in the movie? Yeah. Okay, and that it's just not Olsen him. Olsen girl, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen, yeah. So that was really good, and that's, like, there's a very... Uh, Wait, well, is that her name? Yeah, okay. Olsen, right? Yeah, she's one of the Olsen Yeah, siblings. yeah. Um, and <clears throat> so there's, like, these really hard scenes in both movies, too. Um, in Annihilation, there's, like, a couple of rough scenes where you're, like... Really? You know, yeah, it's, like, one rough, like, really rough scene. And then um, even in Wind River, you know, I'm not going to allude to what it was, but there's, like, a, a rough scene with, like, a woman... And, like, a bunch of men, and you're just like, wow. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, so these these people, yeah, should all die. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but I really I really did like that, too. It's, like, really cheesy at some points because you're like, is this going to be good? And it ends up kind of, like, the violence or um, in the movie kind of makes up for, <laughs> for the rest of the story. I liked it, but I like Jeremy Renner anyway. Really? Yeah. Did you ever see that Dahmer movie? No, I saw him in National Lampoon's Senior Trip. Really? Is yeah. he in that? Yeah, <laughs> no. in the 90s. So when he became, oh like... Oh, my God. When he became a big deal again, like, I think it was, like, around 28... What was it? 28 weeks later, and then he did, like, maybe right before or right after he did, um... God damn it, what, what was the that? the Bourne movies? No, not the Bourne movies. The Catherine Bigelow film. The one that, like, brought him back into, like... The public eye. Uh, you know, the war movie that won the... Oh, it wasn't Hurt Locker, was it? Hurt Locker, yeah, Hurt that's, Locker. there you go. Okay. I only know her her filmography when it's near dark, yeah. or Point Break, or um, Strange Days, or any of the good stuff she did. Not that's any, so funny. I had no <laughs> not idea. Not the stuff she's actually won awards for. Yeah, no, that's good. And um, I I don't know. I like him, even though he kind of seems like a dickhead in real life. I'm not really, really? sure. Yeah, you know, you hear some like stories. I don't know. Nah, though. I mean, there's stories. Though. But uh, yeah, I I do like him. That him um doing the Jeffrey Dahmer was like pretty good. You should watch that. I um. I have not watched anything new that's new that's what? come out. So I don't. I don't go. I mean, you. You're the one out of the two of us that goes to the movies all the time. Yeah. I rewatch. Or I watched uh, the movie Altered States. Did you ever see that? Ken it Russell film. Nineteen eighty two. This dude. Um. This professor is like trying all these. Um. 
he's like doing all these like you know sensory deprivation experiments because he's trying to like you know oh yeah unlock like certain states of mind or consciousness and like try to tap into like the genetic memory of like you know the early man and stuff like that and of course you know like all of these movies like silent science goes haywire and uh yeah uh, but it's, <laughs> it's uh pretty rad i uh, i dug it a lot I, i'm uh ken russell directed it he had done a layer of the white worm uh, the Devils, in, you know, the 70s film that... Yeah, that we... That Warner Brothers will never fucking release in the States again because it's so awesome that they just can't handle it. Um, but so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go see uh, Ready Player One probably by the time this episode's out. Um, I'm looking forward to that, even though I'm not hearing good things. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm hearing you know bad things. what I'm waiting for is Hereditary. Which one's that? Oh, you, what's her name? Um, who was in... Velvet Goldmine, I can't remember her name Tony right Collette? now. Tony Yes! Fuck! Um, she's in it, uh-huh. and that's the only person I think I recognize from the trailer. Uh-huh. But it's, it's, it looks terrifying. It really? does. And I heard, yeah, A24 was, like, leaving these, like, little creepy curse dolls. I heard about, yes, I heard. Oh, now I know what you're it's talking like, about. It, that's great marketing. <laughs> Did you hear, there's two movies I want to see, and uh, one of them I know is playing at that weird theater in Hollywood that we've both gone to, the one where uh, The Void was playing. Oh, yeah. There's one movie called, um... Well, there's a movie called Veronica. Arena Cine Lounge. That's yeah, that's right. There's a movie called Veronica that's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Everyone it. keeps talking. I still haven't watched it. All right, listen. About six people have told me to watch it, so I guess right. I should. I'm going to watch it. Uh, the trailer didn't, like, you know, I like guess someone sent me, like, my girlfriend sent me the link being like, this, apparently this movie is so scary, people are stop, like, watch, like stopping it halfway through. And I'm like, whatever. And I should, I watched the trailer and I was like, ah, I'll be fine. But I'm yeah. still gonna watch it. But this other movie that's been getting a lot of hype, I think A24 is releasing it. I'm A24 not sure. A24 doesn't do anything bad. Maybe. No, they haven't. But there's a movie called Demon House. Oh yeah, it's a it, it blew I up at South that. by Southwest. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. I saw the trailer for it for a while, like a while ago. Yeah, I'm, I mean, um, and I'm, I was unsure about it. I'm interested in those, like you know, I don't believe any of them, but I'm interested in the like based on a true story. It's supposedly yeah. this is like a docudrama, so yeah. Uh, but apparently, it's really scary, and I want to check that out. Um, but, yeah, I haven't watched anything new, um, so I'm looking forward to all three of those movies. Like I said, Ready Player One, I heard, is, is not that good, but I'm really excited about all the references and the yeah. pop culture. I'm just going there to have a good time. That's all. No big deal. <laughs> Isn't uh, that why we all go to the movies? No, some of us go for punishment. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, Transformers has had made money <laughs> somehow. I know, and I still went. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that so was a bad part, choice. Yeah, part of the problem. <laughs> um... So, quick story as we, you know, go into what we watched uh, today. When I was uh, 12 years old, I had this uh, Tales from the Crypt Creepkeeper doll. He was about, like, I don't know, a little bit smaller than your 18-inch uh, crow, crow doll. doll. Um, but you push a button in yeah. the stomach and it would, like, cackle or it'd say something. One of, like, it would oh, say man. My little brother, who was probably... Maybe I was like about thirteen when I had this, so he's about three. I got this at Spencer's gift, so yeah, the so, place, of course. When you're that young and like oh, you're looking for it something, was so cool, yeah. Um, so my little brother was absolutely petrified at this doll, <laughs> and I was just tormenting him. And one time in specific, uh, my friends and I we were hanging out in my room. I think we were in junior high. My brother was annoying the shit out of us, so <laughs> I grabbed my brother, dragged him into my closet with me, closed the doors, and it's like pitch black. And my, no. my friend starts playing Black Sabbath. <laughs> I think he starts playing Iron Man in my room. And my brother, you could hear my brother kind of like 
building up like the whole <laughs> and then I, I found the Crypt Keeper doll and I pressed the button and he just let out this like blood curling scream my mom was like what's going on in there and my response oh, was no. I don't know he just started freaking out <laughs> I didn't do anything yeah so um, but I mean I was a huge huge Tales in the Crypt fan and uh, I don't do you remember the show yeah I, li- I mean a little bit I think I've whenever it's come on like mm. I've watched it um, recently, like I think it was on Netflix or something no. for a while, wasn't it? That's why I bought. I got, so I got it for my birthday. Oh yeah, that's right. You it. said that. I feel like I've seen it I, recently. There's but like I'm sure you can find it on YouTube and like some yeah. shitty qualities, or you can find find pirated. But like you can't. It's not streaming on HBO, which you would think it would because it was an HBO show. I thought I saw it. No Netflix. Damn. Um, but uh, quick backstory about Tales from the Crypt is it started off as a comic book, right? Yeah. Um under EC Comics, which was originally educational comics, then it was entertainment comics. Um, started by Bill Gaines. And uh, there was three of them, actually. There was Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror, and Haunt of Fear. Mm-hmm. And then there was also, like, Weird Science, which was, like, their science fiction-y one. Um, like, again, Bill Gaines started it. And um, so many awesome artists. And the whole idea is they, did, they wanted to do, like, you know, um, gruesome stories, a lot of, like, every, you know... The, the gist of a lot of the Tales from Crypt stories is that, like, somebody does something wrong or some, somebody's a piece of shit. Yeah. And it not only does it come back to them, but it comes back to them in a horrific way. Like, um, there was no ghosts, but there was tons of vampires, werewolves, zombies were a big thing. Yeah. Um, very gruesome comics for their time period. And then you get Dr. Frederick Wortham, M.D., a.k.a. Dr. Boner. Because <laughs> he writes a book called Seduction of the Innocent, which is mm-hmm. all about how comic books are corrupting the youth of America. Um, some of his targets were Batman and Robin. Oh, wow. Saying that what? They, well, because he said that they were a homosexual couple. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Who cares if they are? Exactly. Let them live. Exactly, right? Let them be them, you know? <laughs> um, but he also had a huge problem with, like, you know, a lot of the, the EC comics, you know? Um, a lot of the... Say, it was basically, like, the early days of, you know, how people are now blaming video games for violence. Yeah. Same thing. So it was comic books are responsible... Kids are going to read these comic books and start picking each other's eyes out with, like, a nice pick. Um, stuff like that. So because of that, AC Comics, um, you know, that's what kind of the beginning of the, the comic book code, which if you, you know, if you were... Yeah. Yeah, if you were a dork like me back in the old days, like, Marvel Comics had, like, you know, and DC Comics had, like, you know, they, were, they would announce that they were certified by the comic book code. But... So because of that, Tales from the Crypt and, and Vault, uh, Vault of Horror and, and, and The Haunt of Fear all started kind of, like, slowly fading out. Yeah. And um, they were trying to stay within, like, the, the confines of comic books at this point, but it just didn't pan out. Um, notable things about Tales from the Crypt yeah. was uh, Crypt Keeper. Was, he was, like, a host of the Tales from the Crypt comic books. Vault of Horror had the Vault Keeper, which is... Kind of a whatever. The same. Yeah. And then Haunt of Fear had the old witch. And they would all, each comic book had about like three stories a piece. And, um, you know, those characters would kind of do the interstitial introductions in the comic book. Yeah. Um, EC Comics goes down, you know, disappears, fades out. People still remember it. 1972 and 1973, Amicus Productions, which is like a British, kind of like they were like a, kind of like a hammer horror type of film studio in, in, in England doing all horror. They released the Tales from the Crypt movie, which was three stories from the uh, comic book, um, hosted by the Crypt Keeper, who was played by Ralph Richardson, who is, um, mm-hmm. he's in Dark City. Okay. He's in um, Time Bandits. He was like, he's an old, classically trained actor. He was like yeah. a big deal, 
I think he's Sir Ralph Richardson, but like you know, yeah. Um, did three? Uh, they they did three segments. Freddie Francis directed the the uh, Tales from the Crypt movie. Freddie Francis was a director for Hammer Horror, and he also became a cinematographer. He did cinematography for you know um, Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so he, he worked with David Lynch a lot. Yeah. Um, so he was a cinematographer and a director. He directed Tales from the Crypt. A year later, 1973, they do Vault of Horror where they, you know, they grab the three more stories and they film those. And and if you're a dork like me, you'll be like, oh, Vault of Horror has got Tom Baker, who is the one of the doctors in Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, just like uh, Tales from the Crypt movie had Peter Cushing in it, you know. I mean, yeah. So like, they had some like some pretty top notch British talent in there, um, but you know they were what they were. And then 1982, um, George Romero and Stephen King are like, we want to work on something together. Mm-hmm. They were going to do the Stand. Yeah. But um, I think it fell through because they were like, this it's such a big project in 1982. How are we going to make a movie out of this? How are we going to get funding? So they decided to work on something else. And George Romero's like talks about how he was a big fan of EC Comics and Stephen mm-hmm. King was like, oh yeah, I remember those. So they do their own brand of EC Comics type stories and yeah. they do Creepshow, which is... That's right. Creepshow. I have that on DVD. Yeah, and a lot of people like notice the similarities between that and Tales from the Crypt yeah. because it was very influenced by Tales from the Crypt. Then, towards the late 80s, we got... I'm going to list some names out here. We have Walter Hill. <laughs> Uh-huh. Walter Hill directed The Warriors. He directed 48 Hours. He produced a, a bunch of movies um, that were kind of big. They were called the Alien Films, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, no big deal. David Geeler, <laughs> uh, or Geiler, who also worked with Walter Hill, and he also produced the Alien Films. A guy named Richard Donner, mm-hmm. who directed a movie called Superman. Yeah. Also a movie called The Goonies. And then a franchise called the Lethal Weapon franchise. <laughs> uh, Joel Silver. Yeah. Producer. Produced Lethal Weapon movies, produced Die Hard films, and then, mm, last but certainly not least, some guy named Robert Zemeckis, who oh, yeah, I saw did a, like a, a indie film called Back to the Future, <laughs> and uh, another indie film called Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and um, for some odd reason, these guys are like considered big deals in Hollywood in the late, the mid to late eighties. Uh, yeah, they basically have carte blanche; they can do whatever they want. <clears throat> Walter Hill. And starts pulling people into this project he wants to do. He wants to take the old Tales from the Crypt comic books and do them on TV. Yeah. They all get involved. I mean, these are top... I mean, joking aside, these are all top-notch names. Yeah. At the, you know, at, at that time period. Um, Robert Zemeckis hadn't made Flight yet. Mm-hmm. Or um, that weird movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt walking across the... This is when he was still doing oh, some... Oh, Tiger pre- yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this is when he was doing some premium stuff. Like, yeah, Roger yeah. Rabbit... All that. I love that movie. That was the first movie I ever saw in the theater. Really? I saw yeah. that movie six times in the theater. I was three. <laughs> no. no, wait. You yeah, I was. Three. Yeah, I was born in eighty three. Didn't it come out in like eighty six no. or eighty eight? Eighty eight. Uh, five still. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Cause uh, my dad's not gonna take me five times to go see it. I saw it six. He <laughs> would have been like, no, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, they all get together and they 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 decided they're gonna do this Tales from Crypt show. Yeah. And um. They're going to pull stories from not just Tales of the Crypt, but from Vault of Horror. Um, what was it? Vault of Horror and um, Haunt of Fear. Yeah. And they're going to they're going to film these, and they all all the, these directors slash producers have like, okay, we know exactly the one story we want to adapt. And then um, they bring in Kevin Yeager, who uh, the weird thing about this, by the way, is that a lot of this is going to tie into other episodes we've done because 
Kevin Yeager, who did the makeup effects for Trick or Treat. Yeah. And he also did, uh, he created Chucky, the puppet, not the mm-hmm. character. Um, he does, he basically gets, he reworks and recreates the Crypt Keeper, which is completely different from the comic book. Yeah. Um, comic book is just like this weird, gnarly old dude who's like, just gross. Whereas in like, the puppet for Tales from the Crypt is like, this skeletal. Dead. Dead, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, who kind of harkens back to old horror movie hosts. Just yeah. Just like we talked about in the Friday Night episode where, like, yeah. you know, they introduce stuff, they have they quip, blah, blah, blah. Um, Tales from Crypt becomes one of the biggest deals. Yeah. On, uh, HBO, on cable television. Some of the directors involved that got, like, that heard about these, like, projects and wanted to get involved with it, we got William Freakin, um, Toby Hooper. Yeah. Fred Decker, who, who uh, wrote and directed Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad. And then um, some directors that we've already covered movies of. Tom Holland, who did Fright Night mm-hmm. and the first Child's Play. Jack Shoulder, who did The Hidden. Uh, and then listen to yeah. the, and some. And then the other cool thing is that a lot of actors got their directing breaks on Tales in the Crypt. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? Directed an episode. It's, it's called The Switch. Oh, he directed an yeah, episode? Yeah, yeah. He directed an episode called The Switch, and it's about this old guy played by William Hickey who's in love with Kelly Preston. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, but you're too old for me. Ugh, you're gross. Yeah. And uh, so he keeps swapping body parts, or selling, you know, buying basically uh, a surgical operation to swap places with, or swap body parts with this, like, younger body buff, yeah. like guy, you know? And then at the end of the episode, after he's completely turned into this, like, you know, buff dude with his, like, old man voice. Um, he goes to, to basically woo Kelly Preston again. She's like, hey, BT Dubs, I just got married. To, and it's it's the old, it's the guy he's been selling his, uh-huh. his money to who is now the old man. Yeah. And, um, and she's like, I just wanted money and stability and, uh, you know. <laughs> so um, Schwarzenegger directed that. Uh, Kyle MacLachlan directed an episode. Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox, Bob Hoskins. And then the actors that got involved, and Patricia Arquette, yeah, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, uh, Kirk Douglas, uh, John Lithgow, Christopher Reeve, William Sadler, Ewan McGregor. One of his mm-hmm. first roles was in Tales really? of Crypt. Yeah, Martin Sheen, Billy Zane, Billy Zane, Billy Zane, who the most play- handsome man alive. He's in an episode with Martin Sheen where he plays a magician who is trying who kills another magician to steal his secrets. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, as a Tales from Crypt story goes, it comes back full circle and he gets his in the end and it's not pleasant yeah some really great memorable my favorite episode of all time the one that still stands out is a uh, an episode called death of some salesman mm-hmm. and it's got ed beagley jr playing this real piece of shit con artist salesman mm-hmm. who stumbles across this weird like hillbilly family of a mother father and daughter and they're all played by tim curry and it's Amazing. Really? Yeah, uh, you were so telling me about it? I don't remember, and I'm, I need to see it. I, I think it is on YouTube or something. It's got to be. Yeah, and, and it's just it's one of those things where it's like Tim Curry. He just makes you go, man, that guy could fucking act. Like, yes, he's really I good, know. Because he plays him so... He plays three different characters, and he plays them so distinctly different. You know, and the yeah. makeup's different, too, but, like, it's it's so convincing. And then another one I loved was um, House of Horrors, and it had Will Wheaton mm-hmm. and Keith Coogan from... Uh, from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dad, oh. the brother, yeah, and um, oh, yeah, one of the Londons, I can't remember if it was Jason or Jeremy, and they Ooh, play. Three, I loved them. Yeah, I forgot they, about them. And they play three boys who are like going to join a fraternity, and the last, like the last hazing or the last ritual they have to do is they have to go hang out in this haunted house. And uh, Matt Dillon, not yeah. Matt Dillon, 
the better Dylan, Kevin Dylan, <laughs> plays, no. plays like the guy who's like hazing them, you know, and yeah. like again, something goes horribly wrong, and then you've got a dead right where Demi Moore plays this woman who like she meets a fortune teller is like you're gonna marry somebody, you're gonna come and come across a lot of money and all this stuff, and she yeah. ends up meeting this like horrible, disgusting dude. And he's played by Jeffrey Tambor in like this giant like fat suit, mm-hmm. and. Um, she meets, she marries him because she thinks it's all gonna fall into like place with like the fortune that she's she's been told, and then it does just not the way she thought it would. Yeah, and it's fucking awesome. And then uh, Werewolf Concerto with Timothy Dalton and Dennis Farina and uh-huh. Beverly D'Angelo and Reginald Bill Johnson <laughs> about this weird resort in the in like Europe where supposedly like a werewolf is killing. People and like yeah. Dennis Farina plays like this like kind of flamboyant like hotel manager is like mm-hmm. I've called the werewolf hunter and like you're like who's the werewolf hunter and Timothy <laughs> Dalton's being like kind of like the bad version of James Bond like yeah he's kind of a badass but he's like totally a bad dude and then Beverly D'Angelo <laughs> plays this like concert pianist and like which one of them is the werewolf which one of them is the hunter it's yeah a lot of fun and then um mm, I think it was ninety four I'm pretty sure it was ninety four. Um, they decided to branch out into movies. Yeah. And I wanted to see this movie when it came out so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went to the movie, my friend and I went to the movie theater with his mom and his sister. And we were like, oh, get us tickets to Demon Night. Right? And she's like, okay. And she started to. And then she realized what it was. And she's like, no, I'm not <laughs> buying you guys tickets for that. So we ended up having to go see with her in the movie Nell. Oh, with no. Foster, which I'm sure it, if I had watched it and under any other circumstance would have been a great movie. But oh, when you no. wanted to see Demon Knight and then you see You're Nell. You're forced to see Nell. Yeah. Do, what do you remember? Do you remember when this movie came out? Yeah. Mm. The soundtrack? The soundtrack is so good. I like, I think that was my first into, introduction to Gravediggers. Yeah. Which were like the coolest thing in middle school. And, um, um, it had that filter song, that one yes, that filter, one song filter song that like everybody, myself included, bought their album for because yeah. they're like, this this song's awesome. And then you listen to the rest of the album, and you're, you're like, like, oh, never again. I thought yeah. this was gonna be different. Yeah, I thought yeah. this whole album was gonna be this one good song, but it's not. <laughs> um, Pantera's on the soundtrack. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, there was like a lot of those movies that had like soundtracks that were like a lot of like rap and hip hop, and then like. Rock and like metal. It was like, yeah. it was good. It's a very 90s soundtrack. Yeah, it's so 90s. I, I love it. So but. it's this Tales from the Crypt movie that wasn't originally supposed to be, a, it wasn't a Tales from the Crypt movie. It was a, um, they didn't write it for Tales from the Crypt. It was yeah. written um, by these two dudes, and I think they brought in a third person to rewrite it and everything. But mm-hmm. it actually had been kind of like in development hell for years. Mary Lambert, who did uh, Pet Cemetery, she was going to direct yeah. it at one point before Tales from the Crypt even got involved. Yeah. And so, um, but then Ernest Dickerson, who is Spike Lee's cinematographer, he gets involved. He's going to direct it. The cast is basically a who's who of people who have already been in a Tales from the Crypt episode. Uh-huh. Um, William Sadler, who is um, the lead character, he was in the first Tales from the Crypt episode. Um, or one of the first. Like, yeah. Uh, he was in it, um, and he shows up like here and there as like, different characters like in, in interstitials and everything like that. Um but you've got William Sather and Billy Zane. Billy Zane, who is in also oh, in... Uh, handsome Billy Zane. They're Tales from the Crypt alumni. 
Uh, Charles Fleischer also was in, uh, who I pointed out to you when we were watching it. He's the voice of Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, that that made me crazy. I yeah. can't believe you told you just sprung it on me. He's, and that's a big deal. <laughs> he's, he's the he's the weird dude. He's the postal worker in Demon Knight. He's also in Zodiac. He's in the he's in like the one part of Zodiac that's. Le- I mean, the movie Zodiac is pretty creepy. Yeah. But the part that scares the shit out of me, like legit, scares me is. When Jake Gyllenhaal's talking to that guy, you know, like, uh, about, like, whatever, and the guy's like, oh, I think I have those in the basement. And he's like, Jake Gyllenhaal's like, there's not a lot of places in California that have basements. He's like, this one does. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's Charles Fleischer, and he shows yeah. up in everything. He was in uh, Tales of Crypt episode. He's in Demon Knight. You got uh, Jada Pinkett Priestsmith. Yeah. Uh, Dick Miller, who is, like, a Roger Corman... And Joe Dante Staple, mm-hmm. um, CCH Pounder, who like was and she's been in a bunch of stuff. Thomas Hayden Church, I know, long before Sideways. Yeah, um, Brenda Backey. You've got a really great, solid little cast, and the whole premise is um, it's kind of simple. It's William Sadler is the hero, which is nice for a change because I think the only other times I'd seen him was in Die Hard too as a bad yeah. guy. Um, in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, is death. Yeah. Uh, in Shawshank Redemption as, like, kind of, like, one of the inmates who's kind of a comic relief inmate. Oh, yeah, I forgot that? he's yeah. in, yeah, he, like, picks up the poo piece, but it's... He, yes, that's wrong. it, yes, yes, yeah, I was like, what the you know, fuck, the- <laughs> what movie are you talking about? Like, he's that guy. He's- yes, he is that guy. And, um, he plays this guy on the run, he's being chased by, um, this, like, enigma- enigmatic dude played by Billy Zane. We don't know Ooh. who in the beginning, who's the bad, good guy or bad guy, um... Billy Zane, who's... Yeah, but look at Billy Zane's face. He's too handsome to be a good guy. Exactly. That's a good <laughs> way to put it. Um, and Billy Zane is fucking great in this movie. But Billy Zane, basically, we all know he's going to be the bad guy. Yeah. He's chasing William Sadler around. William Sadler's got this key that, it, you know, he's got he's to look after it because if it falls into the hands of these demons, yeah, that's then it. hell on earth, it's all over. And there's blood in the key, and that can help them fight the demons, the blood, some of it, it belongs to Jesus, some of it yeah. belongs to, like, a soldier from World War One, and basically William Sadler gets stuck in this, like, weird motel-slash-church in New Mexico with these group of people, and they're getting picked off one by one. It's pretty much like yeah. a one location. This is all happening here, mm-hmm. and it's all taking place in one night. And it's him versus Billy Zane, and all these other people are kind of, like, in the middle, and Jada yeah. Smith kind of becomes the... The new... The new hero. Um... What were your thoughts? Because we watched it again just now. Oh yeah, it's my it's like one of my favorite movies, even still. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's still so nineties, but like it has such a special place, and it's still kind of like the jokes are so hokey, but they still work. Like yeah. they're still funny, and Billy Zane really carries this whole thing he because does. he is just like so seductive and funny. Like, oh, God, he's I'm like missing him hard right now. Get on with our lives. Come is, back to us, Billy Zane. He is hilarious, and he yeah. really does. Like, I mean, like, I like I said, for me, it was really cool. Like, I really liked William. I really like William Sadler, and I'm, I'm yeah. I always like seeing him show up in a movie. And I always, and for me, it was really cool to see him pop up as like he's the hero, he's yeah, the lead. Uh, but Billy Zane is just so fucking good. Yeah, you know, he's like so funny. <laughs> um, I mean, like not just like funny, like aha, that was funny for the '90s. Like it's funny now. Yeah, he it still holds up. And then you got this great little cast of people. Um, Thomas Hayden Church, who's like 
What's great about him is that, like, you know he's, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. You know he's a piece of shit. And you know he's going to get it in a horrible way. And you're looking forward to seeing it. But what he's really good at is making you really want that to happen. Yeah. More and more so when it does happen, you feel, like, so, like. Yeah, you're like, oh, good. I don't even care right. that that's, like, yeah. that's not supposed to happen. That, like, Billy Zane is a, is a bad guy. Yeah. I want to see Thomas Hayden Church get killed because he's been such a piece of shit. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then Charles Fleischer, who, like. Again, like, you know, he he pops up in these, like, weird movies. He shows up in Nightmare on Elm Street 1. He shows up again in Zodiac. And, and yeah. He, has, he plays these small characters, but he's actually really good. Like, he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also in uh, Back to the Future 2. Is he? Yeah, yeah. I always think about this, too, whenever I see him, because in Back to the Future 2, there's a part where Marty's in the future, mm-hmm. and he sees, like, he's like, Cubs win the World Series. Oh, yeah. And this is an old guy who was like, That's right. I want to bet money on the Cubbies. That's him. Yeah. That's Charles Fleischer. Um, and that's also really interesting, too, because, like, uh, William Sadler was in Trespass. Yeah. Right? I don't know if you ever saw that. It was Bill Paxton, William Sadler is, like, two firemen who um. find this, like, treasure map. Like, there's, like, a... You know, by treasure map, they find out there's gold tra- like stashed in this, like, abandoned warehouse. Yeah. The abandoned warehouse also happens to be, like, a hangout for this gang, you know? It's led <laughs> by Ice-T and Ice-Cube. Oh, and yeah. And they go, and there's, like, this weird stuff, and it was written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, and it was directed by Walter Hill. Uh-huh. And William Sadler's in that. Um, Charles Fleischer worked with Zemeckis on... Um, you know, again, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Back Feature 2. Yeah. Um, he's also Benny the Cab in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the, the animated oh, yeah. cab. That's his voice. He's that voice, too. Um, so it's like it's it's really cool because the Tales and Crypt producers, like, they they totally pulled from their, like, yeah. we've worked with these people before. We can vouch for them. They're good. They're good people. Yeah. Let's get them in on this. And uh, it totally works. You have a solid cast that just yeah. kind of carries this really simple. Yeah. It's people trapped in a building. And it's like fun and it's like fun. gory, yeah. you know. It's the horror movie you kind of wish you were stuck in, you know. Yeah. Um, and and so, again, soundtrack kicks ass. Billy Zane's a great villain. Oh, handsome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the, I mean, and do you know that most of that movie is shot on in a hangar? Really? Yeah. I mean, I can guess because you know. So, but damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it was like, and, and oh, in the beginning. So in the beginning of the movie, you get this like sweet cameo. You get like kind of like the. Um, uh, the making of a movie. Yeah. Not Demon Knight, but like a, a weird horror movie that's being directed by the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. You get a sweet cameo by John Larroquette. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, yeah, I mean, the whole movie is just rife with like little, these little like nods to like, yeah. you know, um, the, the, the show and that like, again, Tales of the Crypt wasn't just something that like well, horror. It's a, yeah, it's introduced in the beginning of the movie. You right. Know? But it, it, it really, what's cool about Demon Knight is that there's really a sense of this is an event. Yeah. There's this movie. And, like, it was cool because that was the show, even though um, it's a horror show and, like, horror kind of gets, like, kind of, like, in the mainstream, it kind of gets cast aside. This was a big deal. You had big actors and directors and getting involved in this. They were all having a great time. It was, you You had people getting involved because they remembered the comic books as a kid. Yeah. Um, or they were given creative freedom to do, kind of go crazy. As long as they kind of stuck to, like, the gist of the story, they were kind of able to go buck wild with like the story so when they make this movie it seems like everybody's just like involved and it, it seems big like it, it seems like a big deal yeah um 
And the cool thing is it's uh, Scream Factory released this on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And there's this awesome behind-the-scenes documentary where they talk to William Sadler, Billy Zane. Really? They basically talk to every cool. Yeah, they talk to everybody except for Thomas Hayden Church and mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett Smith. Probably because... You know. Right. Um, and everybody can't get over how... They're like, we had a great time making this movie. Yeah, we it love, looks fun to yeah. make. You they know? enjoyed it. And you can see that. Like, everybody put themselves into it, and they had fun doing it. And yeah. Like, uh, William Sadler's like, you know, I still get people come up to me that, like mentioned Demon Knight and it's really uh-huh. cool Billy Zane says the same thing like oh, yeah. Billy Zane is like he's some direct some actors like kind of like oh yeah there's this movie I did and blah, blah, blah. Billy Zane's like I fucking loved doing Demon Knight and you're like fuck yeah. yeah you did and you can see that in yeah his, um I bring that up because the flip side of that is about a year or two later mm-hmm. the Tales from Crypt <laughs> team decided to do another movie <laughs> Uh, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale come up with the story, and then Gil Adler, who's one of the producers, who produced Demon Knight, and he also produced a few of the the series episodes, um, he takes the, their idea and he writes a screenplay for it, and he directs it, and it's Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, which, the event feeling that you get watching Demon Knight, where you just you're like, this is something, this is like a big deal, you know? Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone within like two minutes. And here's the thing is that I, I loved... I remember when this movie came out, I was so excited to see it, and we were talking about this before we recorded it, yeah. and then I rented it, and it was one of those first moments of, like, crushing, like, disappointment, you're like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Not that it's a terrible movie, yeah. it's not Demon Knight. It doesn't have the same... Do you know what I... Does, does it make any sense where, like... No, Demon, you are, but I, I, like, I like Bordello of Blood. Like, I, I, I would pick Demon Knight over the two, but yeah. I still really like Bordello of Blood. But Bordello of Blood should have been better. I think it's, maybe it's like I kind of like it more now because it is so... A plot of the... Of, it is it, so weak. Of and its like, type. But it's kind of funny. And like Dennis Miller the whole time just looks like he's like... Go ahead. Say, I, I, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. What? I was going to say he seems like he's high and like everything's really funny. Perfect. Like, it is though. <laughs> Dennis Miller is actually, and here's the thing is that like I remember as a kid, I was really weird because I was like, I remember as a kid I loved Dennis Miller. And then when I got older I kind of went to back, revisit him and I was like... Oh my god, he's kind of a, a you know, kind of a right wing basket case. That's so crazy because we were just talking about that before. Like I was like, I wonder what he's been in. Now he's I think he's lo- he was doing like he does a lot of like commentary for like I think Fox News or Fox Sports. What? You know? Yeah. I mean sports, I get sports, but- I get yeah, but like he's um, he, I mean now he's a little bit more in the middle of the road, I think, but yeah. like still like he yeah. is. He's. Fu- I mean, it, here's the thing though. You mentioned like how he seems in the movie, and he is funny in the movie. I, I'm not. I'm gonna give. Yeah. Him he hated making this fucking movie. Really? Yes. Uh, and I'll get into it in a second, but um, the gist of Bordello Blood, and, and I'm going <laughs> to give this plot, kind of because here's the thing, the plot, when I, when I say the plot out loud, it should be a better movie than what you get. But um, <laughs> Dennis Miller plays a private detective yeah. who is hired to find the missing brother, played by Corey Feldman, of a, mm. this religious, like, this woman who works for this religious televangelist, uh, Erica Laniac. Yeah. Who's uh, working for Chris Sarandon as a televangelist. And uh, what he finds out is basically that where Corey Feldman went missing was this bordello that is, um, it's it's kind of like the, a spe- almost like a speakeasy. Like, it's, yeah, it's a mortuary. Like a secret. That uses, yeah, it has like a, a, a secret bordello in its basement. Yeah, which is kind of cool. It, everything about this plot, what I just said, yeah. sounds like it's, it's cool. It's what you get that is not so cool, where it's like, it's some really, I mean, 
Tales of the Crypt Demon Knight, special effects are fucking awesome. Yeah, they are. They're really good. Um, the special effects in in Tales of the Crypt, Bordello of Blood, not so great. Um, the acting in Demon Knight, I can't think of one weak link. There's yeah. everybody in that movie's fucking great. They they this is their role. They got it. They're doing it. It's great. Um, even the little kid, right? Oh yeah, the little shit. The little shit, yeah. Uh, Bordello of Blood, the, the, the lead vampire, the, the head of the mistress of the brothel is played by Angie Everhart. Yeah. I am going to say this. Angie <laughs> Everhart gives a hundred percent in this and a hundred percent is still just not, <laughs> she's so bad in this movie, but like you yeah, can see her trying. But I feel like, is there any movie that she's been like good in? No, that's what I'm saying is that like, <laughs> yeah. here's things everybody, but for me, I feel like everybody else in this movie is phoning it in. Like they're yeah. all giving half their best. Except for Angie Everhart's giving 100%. Yeah. You know? Like, she's... You know she's really trying. Yeah. And, um... Phil Fonda Caro's in it. He was the... Remember the dwarf that you were like, Oh, that guy. Yeah. He's in Willow. He's yep. in Ghoulies. He shows up in everything. He basically... Introdu- he's kind of like the what we first see in the movie. And it kind of introduces this, this kind of... Barely touched upon thread between Demon Knight and Bordello Blood. Yeah. With the key, you know? But, uh... Dennis Miller... You know, against vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, the last what? That last sequence between him and Chris Sarandon. The 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 what should have been a commercial for Super Soakers back in the nineties. I know that would have sold some. Well, yeah, exactly. Where they like completely wipe out the brothel with yeah holy water water guns. Um, <laughs> it, the movie just doesn't work. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. It's like I don't know. Uh, I have a, a special place for the 90s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You and know, like, even, like, the bad shit. I own this one, too, because, I, again, I have fun watching it. I don't take it seriously. Yeah. It just doesn't... It, there's something really missing from Demon Knight and Bordello Blood. And Demon Knight, like I said, felt like it was a big deal. Everybody's excited. It feels like people were excited to make that movie, and they yeah. were. Bordello Blood, aside from a cameo from Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, on the special features for the Scream Factory release, they did. So you got the Demon Knight one. The Demon Knight Scream Factory special feature is everybody being like, we fucking loved making Demon Knight. The special feature for Bordello of Blood is people being like, what a fucking nightmare it was to make really? this movie. What yeah. was so nightmarish? Dennis it? Miller. Really? He was yeah. an asshole? I he mean, was, I could see that. So, and, and it's funny because on the, on the DVD, there's interviews with Corey Feldman and Erica Laniac and the director. Um, I'm trying to think of some, who, some, maybe somebody else. Yeah. But, um... Uh, Corey Feldman tells the story, and it's Corey Feldman, so mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt. Where he goes up to Dennis Miller, and he's like, "Hey, you know, we're Dennis Miller's like, oh, this this movie is gonna be fucking terrible." And Corey Feldman's like, "Hey, I do a lot of ghost writing on the movies I work on. You know, like I punch up the comedy bits and everything. Yeah, why don't we sit down together and work on some stuff and whatever?" And Dennis Miller's like, "Fuck no." <laughs> uh, I mean, what? and well, yeah, exactly, right? It's Corey. This is Corey Feldman telling you the story, but this is where it gets. This is really funny though. Um, there's also like a weird subplot that gets kind of. They take out of the movie, but they leave references to where there's like, okay, remember Dennis Miller keeps saying to Erica Laniac, like, I feel like I've seen you before. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the movie, she's like, do you think you could love me, you could like me like this? Because there's a subplot where her character was previously a overweight porn star. Really? And that's when she picks up the sign that says like, you know. That's weird. Isn't that weird? It's very, Why? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad they took that up. I am too. But then why did they take, why did they leave in all the references to it where he's kind of like, haven't I seen you before? You're like, what the fuck? Maybe you just thought like he was hitting on her or something. Right. Yeah, I guess. Um, But. I don't know. um, Dennis Miller, 
he's a pain in the ass to work with. He um, he's he's not enthusiastic about. It. I, mean, I think basically the idea was is they were like, let's get Dennis Miller. I don't know who would say that. <laughs> um, but someone's like, he was like in some stuff like the net. The net, yes, with Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Still valid. Okay. Your and identity I think, theft. I think the idea <laughs> was that they were like, Dennis Miller doesn't want to do it. And he's like, yeah. okay, uh, I'm going to give them a, a high number. Yeah. And they'll they'll say no. And they were like, no, we'll say, we'll say yes. <laughs> and so he does it. And, like, apparently he goes on Jay Leno, like, right before this movie is supposed to come out. Yeah. And he's like, and then Jay Leno is like, until Leno or Letterman, I don't know, but they're like, What's this new movie you're gonna be? In, you're coming out, you know, coming out. He's like, oh, it's this Bordello Blood. It's gonna be really stupid. Don't see it. Oh. See, okay. okay, now you take that attitude and you put, and you can see that in the movie. Like that's the thing about this movie is that when I said everybody's half-assing it, Erica yeah. Laniac is trying to like she's trying to break free from Baywatch and yeah, um, showing her tits in Under Siege. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think I think she's so. a, I don't think she's a bad actress and yeah. she was like but she's trying to say like she's like there's so many roles that I turned down because I didn't want to be stuck yeah. in this thing and now I'm like ter- I'm saying I'm saying hey maybe I should say yes to some stuff but I don't think she's 100% behind the material. Corey Feldman is uh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, you know. Like and the beginning that was what I was saying to you guys before we started recording was that like I loved Corey Feldman as a kid and I what I mean by that is like I loved him when I was a kid. I also loved him when he was a kid. Yeah. Like, Stand By Me, Goonies, Friday 13th, Part 4, Lost Boys, License yeah. to Drive. This was the first time I saw him in a movie as an adult, and I was like, oh, man. Like, this is bad. <laughs> um, like, really bad. Like, he's like, I, yeah, you can't cast him as a badass. Because he's only going to play it as somebody who think, he was play, who's trying to be a badass. Yeah. Uh, which is what he's trying to do in this movie. Um, the soundtrack's off. Yeah. It's not the same as, as Demon Knight. It doesn't have the same, uh... But I see, like, yeah. It's got some great classics. It's got Ballroom yeah. Blitz. It's got that All Right Now song by Free that I really like. Yeah. But, um, it's a really stupid movie. It is stupid. I like it, though. Like, yeah. I'm not saying it's great But none of the people all. who made it liked like it. it. Who cares? It, well, I care because you can see the difference. You have one movie where people do care, and they're having fun, and they're, they're not feeling... Above the material, yeah. But and Dennis Miller, you, you, he's he plays an asshole all the time, and that's just who he is. And he's got some great lines in this movie. He really does. Yeah. Um, some really great one liners. There's a, and there's a few moments where he kind of falls into Dennis Miller. Yeah, isms, you yeah. Know? He's still great in this movie. Yeah. Um, what are you doing with that chain? That is the craziest fucking thing I have ever. I dig it. That is the second craziest fucking thing. And. Chris Sarandon plays the televangelist. Yeah. And I want him to be so much better. What? I love, I love him. him. I love him. And I like him in Bordello Blood, but I mean, yeah. we're talking Fright Night. We're talking Princess Bride. We're talking the cop in Child's Play. Yeah. He just doesn't have the same... You're, I think you're you're thinking I'm, too hard. I'm not you. thinking too hard. I'm, I'm saying that, like, everybody's half-assing it in this movie. And it shows. You're it su- doesn't you're have to... You're sucking s- the fun out of it. <laughs> I, hey, I'm just being real. It's a simple movie, just like Demon Like I No, but they're just... Ugh. It's just not as bad as you're thinking. I think you're, you're putting way too much... You're right. You're ...responsibility right. on a fun horror movie. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> but that's the thing about the Tales of the Crypt movie, uh, the show, and, 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 you know, Demon Knight, yeah. which is that, like, 
they were... <clears throat> the, the Tales of Fear episodes are hilarious. Yeah. And they're gruesome, but they're also smart. You know, and they, and even when they take the, these preposterous ideas, like the Hugh McGregor episode is about like two zombies who are like robbing convenience stores, and then they hook up with a vampire and stuff. Uh huh. Ridiculous, but it works. Bordello Blood is trying to take that same formula and just doesn't it it doesn't execute entirely. But I still enjoy it. I still have fun watching it. Yeah. Um, I still laugh. I laughed the entire time we were watching it because Dennis Miller's like quips. Mm-hmm. The Larry yeah. Flint, Larry Flint's it is one of the best like lines, um, you know, or, or responses to to seeing a bunch of naked women. Yeah, um, which again, as a kid, I would you would have thought that I would have like, been like this is amazing, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Um, funny story about so that kills the Tales from the Crypt movie franchise. Yeah, there was going to be a third one. It was going to be the Frighteners. Really? But Zemeckis decided, you know what, let this one stand on its own. Because mm-hmm. he produced The Frighteners for yeah. Peter Jackson. So The Frighteners, which was going to be a Tales of Crypt movie, is just its own thing. It's, which I think it kind of works, you know? Oh, yeah. I think it works like that. It would have been interesting to see, like, it bookended with, the, like, Crypt Keeper and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. ultimately, um, you know what, I think that's what I like about Demon Knight over Bordello Blood. I just, it, it just occurred to me. Uh, Demon Knight feels like a comic book. Yeah. But Old Blood doesn't. Yeah. You know? It seems like a movie. It seems like a movie. Demon Knight feels like, you know, you could you could easily see yourself picking up, like, a uh, an old EC comic. Well, pan, and, yeah. They, yeah. There's, like, a part that pans to oh, yeah. the comic book in it, right? Yeah. In they it. actually, um, it alludes to uh, to EC Comics uh, with the kid, you know? Yeah. Which is one of my only complaints about the movie, where it's, like, the second you see your comic book come to life and eyes open, you go... Fucking close that comic book. There's so much crazy shit going on around you. Okay, but you were giving me shit for not being like, he's a kid, you know? But imagine being a kid and being like, holy no, shit. No, you're mad at, I was giving you shit because you're mad at everybody for ratting him out, but it's like, they, they are rats. Listen, that whole place is rats. They don't know that they're in a horror movie yet. Yeah, I know, but you still don't rat. It doesn't matter if you're in a horror movie. I feel like you. Out here calling cops. Nope. No. Brought him right to him. Yeah, well, I... She got her arm ripped off on purpose. You know why? Because she's a rat. <laughs> oh, my God. Stitches. Snitches get stitches. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, Bordello Blood. I think it really just, like I said... Yeah. One of the things... Oh, you know, they, you know, they talked to in the documentary on... They talked to Angie Everhart. Oh, they did? They do. And what did she say? It's so sweet. Dennis Miller is enough. No, it's so sweet. Yes, she does. But it's so sweet because... She all she talks about how hard she was trying on this movie. Yeah, uh, she was dating Sylvester Stallone at the time. Oh, who shit. gave her acting tips for this movie? Oh wow! Yeah, and it's like again, it's like I I I don't want to completely. I don't. I like again. I enjoy the movie, but I don't want to completely shit on it because some people in that movie are really giving it a hundred percent. And Angie Everhart, this is like her big deal. This yeah, is, she's the lead villain. She's and um, for her effort, I give her an A for effort. Uh, D minus in execution. Like, she really just, like, oh, she's so bad. Aww. But she's so, she's trying. And then the weird yeah. guy, the old guy, the, 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 uh, oh, the, um, the yeah, the, the mortician. Guy? Yeah. He, uh, I was like, for a long, long time, like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And then I remember he's in Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. He's the weird, like, oh my the God. parole officer who's like, yeah. you know, the scene where he's sitting with Alex and Alex is in his underwear and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and like, it's really tough cause like everybody, 
is just so much better than what they're <laughs> what they're doing in there, except for Corey Feldman and Angie Everhart. Um, Corey Feldman looks good. Yeah, you mentioned that Corey Feldman looked like an ex. He does. John Blake, looking at you, man. Wow. Yeah, he, um, he looks like him. But everyone knows it. I don't know, man. I was just like Corey Feldman, the star, like one of the stars of Lost Boys, and then you watched. And here's the thing: is that it wasn't like vampire movies in the '90s were bad because we had some. They really kind good of are. There's some. Uh, I think we talked about it before. Whoa, because whoa, whoa, like, whoa, let's talk about the good ones. Bram <laughs> Stoker's Dracula. Yes, my favorite. From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, perfect movie. Blade One. Blade One is really good. What are uh, what but what other bad vampire I movies? I was I was thinking about um, vampires. Isn't that or is that, that two thousand? No, no, that, it's the nineties. And vampires is quite good. No, you think it's good. The vampires is quite good. It's not that good. Um, <laughs> John Carpenter's Vampire. Oh, and Queen of the Damned, which is a bad movie. Two thousands, but two thousand. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It so, was very new metal. So I can honestly say the worst vampire movie of the nineties, unless somebody can can stump yeah, me on this I can. one, is Gaudio Bordello Blood because vampires is fantastic. It's John Carpenter. It's a Western. It doesn't mean it's good. It is very good. James Woods good. chewing the scenery. But, I mean, I'll, I'll get... Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, it is... Vampires is scary. Like, that whole beginning oh of the fucking... Oh, God. man. When the dude... When the, the evil karate instructor from Karate Kid 3 comes in and he fucking <laughs> splits everybody in half. Scared the shit out of me. Oh, um, too much. Bordello Blood is the worst vampire movie of the 90s. 90s were not a bad time for vampire no, movies. No, uh, 90s were cool. So Bordello Blood should have been better. <sighs> All right. From Dustin Dawn was great. If, we, I, if I can think of another bad one, I'll talk about it next one. Yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> but it, there's just they're, they're an interesting double feature. And again, yeah. like, you know, and I said this in the Friday Night episode, you know, and I said this on the last episode too, is that like, you know, uh, Bordello Blood, uh, Demon Knight's a great, good Mexican food. Yeah. Bordello was Taco Bell. We had <laughs> yeah. Lunch. You still like Taco Bell? I still love but, Taco Bell. You know, it's not but a I'm not gonna. But but aside from joking around with like my girlfriend, where I try to convince her that it's the best Mexican food in California, um, I know that Taco Bell sucks. Yeah, I just enjoy. Everyone it. knows that Taco Bell sucks, but you're still ordering it at three a.m. Okay, I draw the line at three a.m. Um, but that's because I didn't know that they delivered. Oh <laughs> yeah, Postmates. <laughs> um, they'll deliver right to your this apartment. is one of the reasons why I don't drink as much anymore is because these are the bad decisions that I'd be making um, but yeah that's Bordello Blood where it's yeah, like it's, I, it's shit you it's, know it's shit but it's it is funny. but it's like you, you'll you definitely watch it you know like oh yeah if, if it's it on if it's on TV I would watch it and be like alright and I have definitely it. since I bought it I've put it on a few quite a few times I don't know I'll yeah. be like I'm gonna do something I'm gonna like I'm gonna write or I'm gonna draw something or I'm gonna like clean I'm gonna vacuum the I'll put on Bordello Blood yeah. because I don't need to give my 100% and still enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Demon Knight is one of those ones where it's like, hey, you hey wanna watch guys, it. Yeah. guys, let's all pay attention to this movie. It's really solid. Yeah. Have you heard Billy Zane talk? Billy Zane is pretty fucking rad in this movie. And Handsome boys. Uh, and that was the other thing, too, kind of going back to, to Demon Knight, I have to mention, is that you were like, Billy Zane, what's happened to him? The 90s were his fucking era, man. They were. And then he did a bunch of... He's done a ton. But I think it's because in the 90s, he was picking and choosing what he gets to do. He's going to do, like, Demon Knight. He did, like... They they made a movie... Titanic. If James Cameron came up to me and was like, would you want to be... I know, but I like like it. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Why is she riding right off with Leo? Shouldn't she just be happy that she's engaged to Billy... What? I mean, I would be. But he was also a bastard in it. Yeah, you know what? Leo would probably be a bastard, too. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You know, if they made it to You're America, he, he would probably have been a real dick. Off. Yeah. yeah. Just be with Billy Zane. <laughs> um, 
But no, he really uh, he he was getting to pick and choose his stuff. Like yeah, he uh, they, there was this Ed Wood movie that um, they finally made. Like they took this old, this Ed Wood script that he had you know written before he died, and they filmed it in the nineties. Billy Zane was in it. Yeah, Billy Zane was in a lot of shit, and a lot of it was because he wanted to do it. So mm-hmm. I I forgive him for the two thousands because it's more, he's probably paying off the fact he's like, man, I got to have fun in the nineties. Yeah, now I now gotta, I got to now I got to work. work. Yeah, you know. Um, but and the and the other flip side, William Sadler, who was in Demon Knight, he is confirmed, or he confirmed that he would. Um, God, what the hell is his name? The guy who wrote Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. Tweeted that he had just finished the script for Part Three, and that oh, De- yeah. the character of Death is going to be in it. And William Sadler immediately was like, "I'm ready," you know. Really? So it's nice though. There's a chance that he's coming back. Um, everybody's still working. Um, even in Bordello of Blood, Angie Everhart still got some stuff going on. Yeah. I think the only person we haven't seen is Dennis Miller. Yeah. Well, so fuck him. it's fitting. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But he's so funny in it. He is. That's what I'm saying. He was like kind of quick for a while and then he just dropped off. Yep. Yep. It's funny because you can't stream Tales in the Crypt on HBO, but you can still stream uh, Dennis Miller's show on HBO. Really? Yeah, I watched an episode of it because I was like, you know, I haven't seen this in so long. And yeah. I used to think he was the bee's knees when I was a kid. And then I watched it and I was like, man, he's always been an asshole. Yeah, like he's an, he's a dick. That's um, his whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I think that wraps right. up our... Uh, oh, double feature Yeah, uh, definitely. Episode. Yeah, if you can find that Tales from Crypt, I, I was, you know, a lot of this information came from the Tales from Crypt book that I got uh, back in 2001 by Digby Deal. Um, definitely check it out. It is a awesome coffee table book. It's got mm-hmm. coverage of the history of the comic books, all the covers of the comics. Um, the movies, too. The movies. It also has the episodes, but it also not only does it have the episodes, but it also tells you which issue they came from. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. So I've actually gone back and like found some of the old issues and, and read reread, the, reread the stories that they're, <laughs> you know, the episodes were based on. Um, so really cool stuff. Check that out. And, uh, yeah. Um, right. I recommend that double feature. Yeah. Back to back. Back to back Mexican food. <laughs> nachos. Yeah. $70 worth of nachos. <laughs> That's a reality. All right, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Anybody home? Come on, everybody. It's time to play. Hello. Or not. <laughs>